Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, your host. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to another episode. In just a moment, we're going to hear about Morgan's story. Hers is a little shorter than some of the ones we've had, but it's to the point, and I think she told it very well. Hope all of you guys are doing good, and uh, you know, I've been monitoring my downloads and everything, and everybody has been so wonderful. I appreciate so much that you guys are listening and um, talking with me online. I know that I've, uh, you know, touched base with a lot of people and, you know, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they have to submit a story, but without the stories, we wouldn't have the podcast. And so, you know, if there's something holding you back that you're afraid of, just know it's anonymous, you know, you're not going to be thrown out. Um, and you know, but, but only if you're comfortable, some people just don't want to talk about it and that's absolutely okay. They just prefer to listen to what's happening and know that in their hearts, they're not alone. Um, I did, uh, create a private group on Facebook, um, off of my podcast, Facebook page, and it's just simply stories of female infidelity. And that is a private group for women. Mainly men are welcome to join it. Uh, if they're feeling like they need some support for infidelity. But it's mainly just a private group for people to know that they can talk to each other and not be judged. And so as this continues to grow, it warms my heart so much to know that I am helping others and you are helping others by being open and willing to talk about this. You know, I mean, yes, we're going to be constantly judged. I mean, me doing this podcast is judgment alone from some people who have heard my story and have torn it apart and, you know, question everything about it. And I'm always going to be candid as much as I can. I will talk to everybody uh, that asks me a question on Facebook or Instagram. You know, I am no better than anybody else. And I want to answer questions and be honest and open. Um, But, you know, a couple years ago, I was on an airplane heading on vacation and my husband had grabbed a newspaper from the airport and I came across an article and I actually took a snapshot of it and put it on uh, my personal Facebook page. And a friend of mine messaged me and had shared with me that in a previous marriage she had uh, cheated on her husband and when she read this article it made her feel better and so I have posted this on my page but I also wanted to just share it on here before we get to Morgan's story. So this article was written by a gal named 
Carolyn Hacks, and it looks as though she is with the Washington Post. However, it was printed in our local uh, newspaper in the Pacific Northwest. So the title of it is, is Once a Cheater, Always a Cheater, Really True. It says that it's adapted from a recent online discussion. And it's basically an article that was written to her or a question written to her in her response. Carolyn Hacks. So it says, Dear Carolyn, is it really true that once a cheater, always a cheater, even when the cheater didn't cheat on you? That almost sounded like a nursery rhyme. Sorry, segue. Okay, a few years ago, I left my husband after I found out he was a serial cheater. We are now divorced. I have been seeing someone new, and he seems like a great guy. However, he is divorced as well, and it's because he cheated on his ex-wife. He was very honest with me about it. He did not attempt to lie about it or hide it. Instead of making up an excuse for what he did, like, she didn't do the dishes when I asked, and if she really loved me, she would have, so she deserved it, which was literally one of the reasons my ex-husband gave for why he cheated. He told me he had made a mistake and that he regretted it. Our relationship is otherwise fantastic, and I don't want to miss out on what could be something great just because of my own hang-ups. But in the back of my mind, I can't help but think. He did it to her. What's to stop him from doing it to me? Signed by Dating an Ex-Cheater. So her response was, having paid a heavy emotional price for cheating could deter him or anyone from ever cheating again. But that's just speculation about what he could be thinking and therefore it's somewhat remote. It'll be more persuasive if you can come to an understanding based on your own emotional experience. As an adult human being, you've probably done at least one terrible thing in your life, right? Okay. Have you done this terrible thing more than once? Have you done it more than once because the mere fact of your being capable of it once means you'll never stop yourself from doing it again? For some reason, the question I get asked over and over again is whether a one-time cheater is always a cheater. I'm not asked to parse once a backstabber, always a backstabber. Once a curfew breaker, always a curfew breaker. Once an opportunist, always an opportunist. Once a person who cuts out early on Fridays, always a person who cuts out early on Fridays. Might be interesting, but never happens. People grow and change and learn, or they don't. Whether this guy you're interested in is from group A or group B is something you need to figure out for yourself. Using his words and deeds and using your judgment. It's not a perfect system, and some people get hurt, but blanket judgments aren't the remedy for the system's imperfections. Meanwhile, you're someone who got burned by a cheater. So once burned, always burned? It's a valid question. Even through the same group A, B, possibilities exist for you. What you need to think about carefully is whether your emotional comfort zone, your taste in mend, and your blind spots draw you to manipulative dishonest, narcissistic, charismatic people, as in the ones inclined to cheat and blame you for it. If you're still a sucker for those, then you'd be wise to be wary of yourself as well as your dates. 
therapy often helps. Otherwise, trust yourself. There's something to be said for two people who know exactly how wrong they can be. So I just wanted to, you know, share that with everybody because, you know, that is the topic of things. And we've been always told, I I mean, at least for myself or, you know, hearing things from my ex-husband or people who maybe have not been in our situation, but that were definitely on the other side of being burned. They really do have a hard time trusting and they do firmly, unfortunately, believe in once a cheater, always a cheater. But I appreciate some of the points because, you know, if somebody speeds and get a speeding ticket, are they going to turn around and continue to speed? Maybe. But I think the most of us realize, hey, you know what, we screwed up. And there was a lot of chaos that ensued, pain and all sorts of things afterwards. Um, things were confusing. I felt alone. And, you know, you'll probably like I have, fortunately, you know, find that right person in your life that is meeting those needs. And if those needs aren't met, work through with that person to avoid having to go through this all again. So anyways, with that note, let's go ahead and listen to Morgan. She found me on one of the groups that I belong to and was really happy to connect and sent her story right away over to me. And so um, I'm excited to share this. And so let's listen about Morgan. I was married the first time when I was in my early 20s after having my second son with my first real boyfriend at age 18. My background was to just get away from home. My parents married and middle-aged and had already had grown children from previous marriages. This was in the early 60s, so I was born in the 60s, raised in the 70s, and came of age in the 80s. My family was all of the children should be seen and not heard era, so any questions I had were promptly shut down as insubordination to authority. So, I jumped from frying pan into the fire, running off with the first guy who told me I was worth anything. That was a horrible mistake. He was a narcissistic monster, and it took seven long years to finally break free from him. But I was always loyal. Two children came from that union, and they probably were what saved me. I wouldn't fight to save my life. But when it started to turn on them, something in me snapped and I nearly killed him. My second husband came along at the same time. He was also a lost soul, but from a completely different background. A huge traditional Irish Catholic family from nearby my old home, in fact right across the street where I spent my first seven years of life. He helped me get on my feet, off welfare, through trade school, and my frequent moving around to gain experience in my chosen field of medicine. He raised my children pretty much as his own, but there were always issues. He was the perfect guy to everyone else, but for me it was always like fighting for scraps. He was on the ground with everyone else's children, but a taskmaster with ours. 
He was the best listener or shoulder to cry on or lean on for everyone and anyone, even if he didn't know them. But for me or the kids, he would just bark on how we should do things differently or he wanted to fix it. He would get in the car in any weather at any time of the day or night to travel to help anyone in need. Not that he wasn't a good provider or a person to me. I always had good vehicles and he would make sure our needs were taken care of. However, it did seem to be quite a priority to him. But it was a lot better than anything I'd had before, so I considered myself fortunate, even when cruel things were done. I'm not always easy to live with, so I just took it as, you give as good as you get. Then the kids are grown and gone. We had even survived a period of his infidelity in the mid-2000s. In this time, my husband got lost in an opioid addiction and withdrew from our relationship. Soon we were in separate bedrooms, barely on speaking terms. I began reaching out online for anyone to make me feel like I was worth the trouble. Then he came along. I had joined a group online and we had chatted openly about some common interests and then I forgot about it. But one night I was alone in my room and he popped up in my DM. Normally I would keep this sort of thing at a distance if not block it totally. But there was something about how he chatted me up. I can't explain it. He was the most casually charismatic person I had ever met. It was like striking a match to a tinderbox soaked in kerosene. He had me doing things that I would have never done. He controlled me completely from the beginning. I was doing anything he asked of me and praised me and pet me in appreciation of my responses to his commands. I was being groomed, but I didn't realize it because it wasn't violent or restrictive. Plus, I was so hollow and desperate, and he was a master manipulator, a real player. Over the next couple of weeks, I got further down his rabbit hole until there was nothing else. I had to be with him ASAP. So, after the New Year's party that my husband's family has held for decades, I took off. I drove 12 hours in the middle of that night across three states in the middle of winter to get him. I got there a day early and when I told him I was in town he got so excited. He got himself together and we met at the hotel. The instant that we touched it was like being electrocuted. Our first kiss was so perfect Hollywood would even have learned a few things. It was as if we were made for each other. We couldn't keep our hands off each other. I spent four days of glory with him. He did have to work a couple of those nights, but at least I got some sleep. He took me to the most romantic place in the state, which just happened to be just outside of town. And he took me to his favorite restaurant where everyone knew him and he introduced me as his girlfriend. Played all my favorite music on the virtual jukebox from his phone. And when we were leaving, I couldn't help myself from sliding into his arms and kissing him. Cars on Main Street were honking at us, and a little chuckle from him melted me. 
He showed just enough social awkwardness to make him even more irresistible. He took me to his place to toss his jacket in the dryer since we had been walking in the rain. He introduced me to his cousin and even his dogs. He didn't hold anything back. Every night was a different place to eat and more friends to meet. Anything you want, princess. Soon it was over, and I was lying in his arms crying. I didn't want to leave. When I got back home, things were not calm. My husband and I separated, and I was planning my next trip to see my man. I made the same drive in the winter vortex of 2019. I spent three weeks at his place, but the cracks were showing. He treated me well enough, but I could see he was playing games with others as well. I kept the blinders on. With enough time and care, he'll come around. He'll love me. I can fix this. Well, the time came for me to leave again, and on my way out, he told me he wouldn't be living with his family next time. I asked him if he wanted a roommate. Maybe, was what he said. But yes, is what I heard. Valentine's Day, I finally got the text that I longed for. You know we're more than friends, then. I love you. My next visit was going to be on my birthday. He had taken the week off. I had booked the room, even extended the reservation. I was going to hear the words I desperately longed to hear in my ear against my neck. I love you. This didn't happen, though. Two weeks before I was to head out on the happiest day of our texting lives, out of nowhere in the middle of a beautiful exchange came back off. I felt like I had been hit by a truck. What? Apparently he'd been grooming a co-worker half of his age, and she had left her husband and greenlit their affair. I was cast off that brutally. To say I was devastated would be nothing. I was gutted. The next day, he was all over parading his new love to everyone. We were never made public. He had no problem in his own hometown, but he controlled everything. I see it now. Red flags everywhere. My husband and I did reconcile, but I can't be happy or trust him. Every man I've loved has betrayed me, used me, rejected me at some point. This is the only time I strayed. But now I just keep my heart closed and live a familiar life with a familiar man. Thank you, Morgan, for sharing your story and being brave enough to send it in for everybody to hear. And, you know, my heart is sad for you because I feel like you still haven't found what you need in life to be able to be content and move forward. And so hopefully... Uh, you know, that door will open for you. And I'm so sorry that that guy was, he just treated you horribly. And it's just, why does that have to happen to people? I just don't know. But uh, just know my thoughts, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners thoughts are with you that um, you can find yourself at some point soon in a happier spot, whether it be with your husband now or, you know, if you decide to move on from the relationship and, you know, you only, they say, what is it? You only live once. But I saw something the other day that said, 
you live every day, but you only die once or something like that. And so um, with that being said, I just sending you positive thoughts and hope that you do find a good place soon. Thank you so much for listening today. It's really appreciated. And if you have a story you would like to share, feel free to email me at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And as always, we'll keep you anonymous. In two weeks, we'll be back with an all new episode. And this is about Brianna. So make sure you have subscribed and you download so that you can keep track of these new episodes that are coming out. Uh, Everybody appreciates people sharing their stories. I appreciate it. I love doing what I'm doing and I appreciate you guys allowing me to do this. Um, So I look forward to hearing from you. But other than that, have a great day and remember, no judgment. Goodbye.